that's right, uh I finesse my way into this game like left, right, uh Up, down, fuck you saying, what's that check, right, uh Bust downs for the whole team, what it look like, uh And shit, you could tell me Let me get to these facts Ain't no more dancing around it Everybody got that work Somehow I really doubt it Doubt it What's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 9 of mm-hmm. the Competent Conversations Podcast. You already know what it is. I'm here with the Roy, Taekwon Lino. What's up, bro? So the W's up for the Roy's out there. <laughs> you already know what it is, man. You guys know what to expect when you pull up to this podcast. Today, we're talking about how boys can turn into men. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a crucial topic to break down because a lot of us are lost in this world. And the reason being is because either we were raised improper or there's so many messages coming to our minds, so much information like sent our way through this social media age, you know, through common conversation with people, but mainly through the internet. I'd say there's just so many theories and we have access to so much information. Every platform is about quick knowledge or like a, a someone sharing their belief on this, someone's sharing their belief on that, and it just gets all twisted. And we just kind of want to come to a more grounded perspective of what really initiates a boy into a man, what life experiences, what principles or challenges, let's say, better yet, do you have to go through mm-hmm. to establish principles in life and understand what it really takes to be a man? So I think the first thing is we have to sit there and dissect what it is to be a man and is that a standard across the board does every man have to be defined by this one definition i don't know i think it's kind of like success what is success to you what's success to me it's always going to be different but i think there are some core principles as far as being a man one of those things i feel like is being honest with oneself right because when you're honest within yourself you realize that you can no longer make excuses for your behavior. You can no longer sit there and say like, oh, well, I didn't know any better. Like, yo, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, that's a part of maturing in life. Also, being accountable for your own decisions. I think that's one of the biggest things as well. Because in my eyes, I have, you know, my dad has always been a father figure, but I've never seen him hold anybody else accountable for his things. Like, oh, I didn't succeed in life because of this person or that person. If he says he didn't succeed, it's because... He didn't do everything he needed to do in that avenue. He could have been better at a certain point in life. And it's like, it's a regret you live with, but it's also a way you find out how I can like rise above that. All right, I failed. How can I succeed in another place? Maybe the same for me, maybe I could do this. So I think that honesty and that accountability go hand in hand with being, or being, um, having core principles as far as being a man goes. I definitely think accountability is huge. I think another thing is self-sufficiency because mm-hmm. like, in life, we're all going to need help. We're all on our own individual journeys, but there comes a point where you you have to reach out for somebody to somebody for something or trust somebody. Some of us, it's harder to do that with. Like even myself, I'd rather like do everything on my own. But I learned that that's not realistic. But like I'm comfortable with just doing my own thing, and that could be some of my introverted nature, which is more balanced now. I, I can mm-hmm. say I'm a little bit of both. But, like, I feel like until you do something, whether you have to look, there's going to be a lion that looks you in the face, and you have to look that lion back in the eye 
and go conquer it, not look mm-hmm. away, not walk the other way, not go cover yourself up and be scared and, you know, start trembling. Once you're able to conquer that, like in um, ages before the current age, they had times where tribes, let's say you're in a tribe and you're a young boy, I think like around 14, they'll mm-hmm. like, it's, I remember um, Elliot Hulse was sharing this story on one of his podcasts. It's a guy that I follow. Um, he's I've considered him like an online mentor for years. If you guys haven't checked him out, check out Elliot Hulse. But anyway, he talked about how like there used to be an initiation. A guy starts, you know, when you're 14, you're starting to get your testosterone, start ramping up. You're starting to feel yourself a little more. You may start getting sexually active. What they would do is they would, the boy is sleeping, right? They'll pull, they'll have like members of the family, but they're dressed up, have masks on, all type of shit. And they pull this kid out of bed and they bring him into the woods and he has to survive there for about two to three days. And in that time he has challenges and eventually he realizes it was his uncles that brought him out, but they have to shake him up first and create this hysteria, this drama scene. So he can be like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And then like, you know, it just adds to the drama mm-hmm. and they get out in the woods and he may have to, let's say, uh, catch a certain animal and kill it. They may, I remember on the last podcast I was on, um, with my guy, uh, Michael Sheik's, Check him out on Instagram. We talked about something. And he was like, uh, "They there was some tribes that take a boy's hand and put him in a put it in like a bowl of like, I think it's not fire ants, but something like that. Ants that just continue to bite you like viciously, and that shit hurts. Like it's a lot of pinching. Like it hurts mm-hmm. bad. You got to keep your hand there for like maybe thirty minutes and just not show any emotion. Just take the pain. It's that's how it is back in the day. But like so." Though we don't do that nowadays, I think that something like that, some lion that you have to look in the face or some challenge or fear that you have to face that you come out on top of to make you feel certified as a man where you mm-hmm. can sit at that same table with your pops, with your uncle, with your grandfather or your grandparents, guys, if they're still alive, you can feel like you belong at that table. Like I've had, I may not have had the same story as you, but mm-hmm. I have my story and I rose above it. And y'all know what that story was. Mm-hmm. Um, last example I'll give on that is why do you think fraternities do that? They want, they're not going to accept someone as weak in their fraternity. Mm-hmm. And they want to be able to trust you as a brother. How can we all sit at the same table? How do I trust you as a man? That's their form of initiation. Can you go through this week of hell or however long it lasts? Every day we're going to give you shit. You got to come out on top of that. Once you come out on top of that, we certify you. You can sit at the same table as us. You know, it's just a man Mm -hmm. code almost. So pretty much what you're saying is there has to be some type of crucible or some type of uh, hardship that men go through. And they have to come out to the other side. And that experience is what defines them or allows them to be on the level as the other men that's before them type of shit. Or just as a man. Yeah, you could okay. you just it just certifies you as a man because the comfort and the cushion of being a boy in in whatever situation that's comfortable is completely like you transition from that pretty much. And that doesn't mean in our okay. journey we don't have nah. setbacks. Like I said, we don't have to ask for help here and there, but you I'm gotta to you gotta break that. the safety net. You gotta break off the umbilical cord. Yeah, I'm trying to think about that because I know I've been through certain situations, but um, there's been, I guess there's never been like one defining moment I can reflect on and be like, "Yup, that's when I became a man." I knew it then. I don't think it's anything like that. I think, um, well, maybe uh, the self sufficiency as far as like moving out, going to college. Maybe that was probably where I decided. Maybe like a hardship that maybe maybe uh, 
force up and be a man, taking care of like my own household and shit like that. Maybe that's what it was. But I don't really like think about it at that point in time. And honestly, I've never actually reflected on it. I've never been like, yo, I'm a man. You know, it's always just been like, yo, just keep going through your day-to-day type of shit. I never actually thought back like, damn, when did I become a man? I know at 18, everybody's quick to say, oh, I'm a grown-ass man, just because the law defines you as a grown-ass man at that point in time. But I know also with the um, Jewish community, once you have your bar mitzvah, that's technically you becoming a man right then as well. And I guess that's when they start to let you know certain things that go on with the family businesses and shit like that, you know what I mean? They start to treat you a certain way after your bar mitzvah. So it's kind of interesting to think about the kids nowadays, like how they would become men, what they have to do, because those whole crucibles that you said back in the times of whenever, that shit doesn't exist anymore. And there's no set way to define yourself as a man except just standing on your own too and then not falling down and, and giving up, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, I'm glad you brought up the age thing because I feel like that's why some people don't have the answer to that question because they we in society just say, oh, you're 18 now? You're 21? Oh, you're a man. You're a man. No, he's not. He didn't do anything. That's why you have people who are 35 who act like they're 15, who still act childish. Mm-hmm. Or we have somebody who's 20 or let's say 18, but they act like a grown-ass man because he's been through some shit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you got to... We all have that moment, whatever it is, and until we have it, you won't have that same confidence as a man. You won't have that same leadership quality as a man. You won't have that same trust in yourself and maybe even a source greater than yourself that you can only experience when your back's really against the wall. Like, I know for myself, I because I could say, oh, yeah, when I started having sex, I felt like a man. When I got my degree, I felt like a man. No, that wasn't it. For mm-hmm. me, it was like when I literally moved out of my mom's house and moved to Florida because I had a moment where I moved out and I was living in Stroudsburg too, which is the town that I grew up in. Like I was living on main street, which was maybe 10 miles away from where my house was in the community of where I grew up. Right. And I felt like it was a step in the right direction and I was learning different things I had to Mm -hmm. learn. But for the people listening, I have no family in Florida. I learned later on that my uncle does live in Florida. He's He's on the west side. He's like four hours away from me, and he's like in his 80s. But essentially, I came out to Florida with no family, no friends by myself, literally by myself. So that was my rite of passage through that whole first year of experience and even Mm -hmm. continuing into now because like like that journey just sparked the next one of going into entrepreneur mode and like everything was its own journey. But I needed that first milestone before I can start getting adjusted and and ready for the next one so like the reason why it was my um uh what's it called rite of passage was Mm -hmm. because like there's no one to turn to so if i'm if i'm back in pennsylvania something goes wrong you know i get evicted or like i have a huge problem i can go to my mom's house i can go talk to my sister my dad i could turn over here there's a friend there whatever when i'm in florida and I have $100 to my name to last me for the week, and I got to make that shit work, that's when you got to start thinking differently. That's when you got to start mm-hmm. budgeting differently. That's when you got to say, yo, do I want to um, buy this little extra thing from the gas station because I want a snack, or do I want to, I don't know, pay this bill? You know, do I want to um, waste money on stuff practically that I just don't need? Or do I want to, whatever, do I, you know, you may say, oh shit, I got to put gas in my car. Okay. Should I fill up the tank or should I put like 20 in 
Therefore, I can still buy something to eat when I get off work. Like, you got to start thinking different. When I, when I first got out there, I had a job I didn't love. I was working in insurance. And it was, like, to the point where I'm not – that's not my specialty. I don't love insurance, but I did it because it was a job I had to get by. And it was a point where I wasn't excelling in it. And, and the, the supervisor was like – we had got a new supervisor. I was cool with the first one. He was like on something like, yo, we can't continue to have this happen. Uh, we, we, this is unacceptable. It, well, the way he broke it down, he was implying like, you keep messing things up, we're going to have to let you go. So, and and there was some politics in that because there was a, a woman there that just, I feel like just was, had something for me where she just wanted to get me out. I don't know why, but she would come at me every single day and she was running to the supervisor saying, he didn't do this, da, 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 like nitpicking. So I'm like, oh, shit, like reality hit. Like, bro, you may lose a job. And then where are you going to go? You on the opposite side of the coast. And guess what? When I came home, you want to tell someone about this long day at work. Yeah, I actually had. No, there's no one to talk to. Better go to sleep, figure it out and wake your ass up tomorrow and go in there and perform better because it's, it's that survival instinct. God damn, nigga. <laughs> real shit. Yeah, I know. Um, As far as the. Other principles I want to say is like responsibilities, managing responsibilities, owning your own shit. I think that is like the core principle as well, because a lot of times when like I, I think about my brother, when I think about this conversation, because he's 19 now. So technically, he's a man by society's laws. But um, I look about I look at him. I'm like, look at his life. Look at my life at 19. What was the different factors and everything like that? And I can say as of right now. He's got a lot to learn about being a man. He's got just a whole lot of other shit. Because a lot of these kids, they don't have that same experience we had growing up outside in the real world at an early age. Whereas all of them are like sheltered by video games and shit like that. So they don't really get to experience the things that we experience. So when I think about the responsibility factor, it's like it's not just paying bills, but it's also like how you carry yourself in certain positions, how you try to elevate your status and certain uh, ways of life, you know, like if you're talking about a job, we used to go to the job and say, all right, you know, at age 16, I'm just looking for some money. By age 18, we was like, yo, I'm looking for promotions because this money ain't enough. What can I do to, you know, create a better situation for myself? We were always looking for the next avenue to take. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think he's still content, like he's making good money, but it's like, you can't be content with that. We was also looking at colleges. We also like looking for higher learning, like, all right, well, I know this ain't the, the end of end of the road for me i gotta do something else i gotta go to college i gotta find out more about myself i gotta find a way to create a career for myself how do i set up grounding where i can then have a family on top of that type of thing we would like like we were looking at things like that i was talking about me and you because i know your history growing up as well mm-hmm. you know and that's just what we grew up on i think that was a path that was set in front of us we wasn't too many distractions how it is now how everybody thinks everything is a game because that's social media shit bro like it's totally different you know, you have kids on here making tens of thousands of dollars for just being a kid. Meanwhile, men is just like, damn, bro, I had to go through this manual labor for quite some time to figure this shit out, you know? So I think just being responsible and figuring out how to elevate as well, mm-hmm. that's what defines being a man to me. Yeah, and I feel like some of those intangible qualities are like accountability, consistency, integrity, mm-hmm. strength, courage wisdom tenacity tenacity like not stopping when the going gets tough you know and i feel like you only can like like uh 
actualize these things in their full potential when you've gone through something that teaches you those lessons because the beauty of it is the struggle. You're going to go through something tough, but you have to pull something out of you, out of you that was dormant that you may not have to exercise when you were comfortable mm-hmm. when it's tough because it's like that's the requirement to get to the next level. And if you don't do this, you'll fail, you'll stay stagnant, and you'll feel that in yourself that I didn't evolve, mm-hmm. I didn't grow, I didn't conquer a beast. So how can I, how can I, like, I feel like it's, if a man hasn't done that or until he's done that, he'll feel like I still have something to prove. I still have something to, like, mm-hmm. get off. I got to, like, do something and, like, kind of mm-hmm. um, just excel to that level. You know what I'm saying? There's usually, like, a burning desire inside. I think that's what you were hitting for. Like, some type of calling is something like that that says you have to do more um i'm trying to think about other examples in my life um well i I guess the self-improvement you know Mm -hmm. that's a big thing as well like deciding i'm going to go to the gym and then having the discipline to back that up the healthy eating that comes with that the dieting the um gym education because when we go to the gym it's not like you know everything as soon as you walk in there but i think a man is always willing to learn what he doesn't know as opposed to just saying, shit, I don't know nothing about that. I'm going to just let it be. You know, I think a man is always willing to further his his self-education and figure out things. Um, technology, you know, software, learning about what makes certain programs more optimal or better equipped to handle whatever things. I think that's something we take on because we kind of grew up around um, this age where technology has become more advanced as we were growing up. So it's like... For me, I know I always used to look into different video editing softwares and music editing softwares and shit like that. So I know a little bit more about the software side. But then on the flip side, there's people who know about the hardware, people who are like, all right, I have this computer. Let me take it apart and see what makes it work. You know what I mean? People who get into auto mechanics, they're like, let me take this engine apart and see what I have here, see why this works the way it does. I think being able to disassemble something and reassemble it and just to figure out the inner workings of things, that kind of helps you cultivate yourself as a man because once you do that with the some, some type of inanimate object, you can then do that with yourself. All right, so what makes me tick? What makes me work the way I work? You're going to tear yourself apart and put it back together. Well, I know who I want to be going forward and these intangibles I have right now, it's not enough. So let me go gather some more intangibles and make myself enough for that level right there. Yeah, I like that analogy you wrapped up with right there because I was going to just straight up tell you, uh, well, then I guess I'm disqualified because I don't know nothing about technology. I'm not the yeah. best as far as... Yeah, we I, know, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like, I think that, um, yeah, like that, you do, it is, like, breaking yourself down and, like, learning yourself and working on things in yourself and approaching different, that's another thing when I say strength, like, I mean it in that way, too, like, approaching certain insecurities, fears, worries, darknesses that you have, and not being scared to, like, go in and figure that shit out mm-hmm. and, you know, work through it and, and find a way to, like, just at least understand yourself and deal with mm-hmm. it through logic and not let emotion overtake right. you. I think logical mm-hmm. thinking is a huge, very important uh, yeah. priority for a man. That a little bit more. Yeah, because, I like, like if you get way into your emotions, you, emotions are fickle. You can be happy right now, tired later, sad, excited, deflated, whatever it is, like, you can't be swayed by that. And, oh, that reminds me of another one. 
discipline. You have to be disciplined. And discipline is no matter how you feel about it, you do it every single day. Just like brushing your teeth. Sometimes we don't feel like it, but we're still going to brush them teeth because it's hygiene. We don't want to have stink-ass mm-hmm. breath, but we won't do our whatever goals or craft that we had planned for that day because, oh, I don't feel like it. Oh, today's just not the day. I'm just not feeling it, guys. I mean, you know, maybe tomorrow I'll feel a little better about it. No, when you're disciplined, it's like come hella high water, I'm doing this thing regardless. Like it has to get done. And that's why certain men excel to a certain level when others stay mediocre because you gave it a mediocre effort. Like Dame Dash said one day, I've never seen someone give 100% and lose. You may give 75, 80, I've never seen someone give 100% and lose. It's not possible. So I really believe in that. And then there was one more thing. Um, Oh, I feel like with the logical thinking, with the discipline, what a man must do as well is have laws for himself. He thinks mm-hmm. for himself and then establishes his own laws and rules by that, not because it's a popular thing. If there's some popular views and beliefs that he chooses to agree with, then hopefully, not even hopefully, he has to do it from a place of, <clears throat> I deduced that information, I broke it down, I analyzed it, this is what makes the most sense to me truly, not because everyone in media and whoever hyped this up and program me this way. We, he has to think for himself. He can't be a program. And in that sense, he has to be a law unto himself where he's making his own rules and won't just sway those rules because someone else wants him to. Now, if he has new experiences in life and that makes him change his perspective, okay, he's entitled to grow and stuff like that. But we're not changing our mind just because someone doesn't like how we think and we're just giving in to make you feel better. No. Mm-hmm. I like the whole example with the toothbrush. So, yeah, you're going to brush your teeth because... We have, like you said, um, if you don't feel like it, you still have to do it because good hygiene and whatever other logical regions, reasons you can conjure. Or, but there is that logic behind it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have this discipline to do it because the logic supports that. I think that's the main thing with all of our um, inner workings. As men, you have a logical side that you adhere to at all times. And then there's certain things that may not make sense logically and we're trying to figure it out we try to put it in a certain way and i think that's where the discipline waivers because some things that we, we may want to do may have some type of emotion tied to it mm-hmm. that prevents the logic from fully conforming to that idea or that goal or whatever so i've never seen my dad not go out and get the bag that's always been like all right listen i'm a father i gotta provide for my kids and my wife by any means necessary i'm going to find a job I don't feel like doing this job, but I'm going to work it, whatever. No matter what the job was, he's always worked the job, you know. Um, but he's never been like, you know what, I don't feel like going there, I'm going to call off. It's just like, if I call off, I don't get the money. Like, it's sometimes I'm like, yo, bro, just call off because I guess I'm programmed differently than him. And he's down to the core like, yo, I got to do this. I don't have a family to look after. So for him, he's like, yo, I got to do this for a family. For me, I'm like, well... I lose a day of pay, I just make it up next week or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm allowed to have that emotional thinking at times because he's paved that way for me where I don't have to be fully immersed into that logical side of thinking. Um, to tie it all up, I guess it's just like we have to stick to our discipline and have that supporting logic always right behind the discipline. Because when your discipline starts to waver a little bit, you have the supporting logic of like, you know, when you go to the gym, 
like, damn, I got to go five days a week. But why? Well, because I want the self-improvement. I want to be able to lift this amount in a certain amount of time. I want to be able to look this good by a certain amount of time. Like, you have these logical reasons that you back up your discipline with. So when you start to falter a little bit, your discipline is like, all right, well, maybe. Then you're like, nope, logic right here. Get right to it. I don't care if you're tired. Go do a light day. Go do something productive, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good place to leave it, man. Discipline, accountability, integrity, logical thinking, conquering some form of beast. Some I mean, there's a whole lot of characteristics that go into, like, being a man, though. Yeah, so these are, it's like, really key ones, like, yeah. fears, like, having that courage, like, just who you are. It has to be in you. Not even so much a calculation of, like, okay, did I check off these 10 things today? You know, it just has to be something that's in you. We're trying to give you a few that, like, we believe identifies a masculine man. Um, yeah, and that's that's I'm cool with leaving it there. Yeah. You think um, by any chance, like, being a man, you have to be on some type of high moral ground or something like that? Or nah, you don't have. I mean, you can have morals. You can have mm-hmm. morals that you want to that you stand you by. Got some rules. Sure, everyone sure. has morals. This is about yeah. making, that's the same thing about making the rules mm-hmm. laws to yourself, like. You mm-hmm. like you determine certain morals as you go through your journey, and like mm-hmm. I don't think you should be in a, in a mindset of like I want to hurt myself and others. Like survival, yeah, but like mm-hmm. if it's your morals is like f everybody and like everyone deserves to die, you know, I, I'm not going to agree with that. But you guys get what I'm saying when I say you're when when you go. Through well, when your, I say like high moral ground, I mean like you morals. know, like society gives you a moral ground that you have to step on. You feel like you have to be. Adhere to that high moral ground, or just have a, your your own moral ground. Your own moral ground. Yeah, there we go. All yeah. right, cool. I just wanted to clarify that because I know you spoke about morals earlier, but I wanted to yeah. like just really, you know, check that off real quick. All right, Instagram, Snapchat, all I do is fit. You can find me there. Taekwon Lino on Facebook and Gmail is all I do is fit at gmail.com. Be sure I drop your shit. All right, guys, y'all can find me at Richard underscore Neil on Instagram. And then on every other platform, literally, it's Richard Neil. I'm not finna say every platform. Mm-hmm. I will tell you how to spell it, though, because people butcher it. That's R-E-S-H-A-R-D, last mm-hmm. name N-E-A-L. Hope to see y'all on whatever platform you choose to link up with me at. We want to thank y'all for listening. And, of course, y'all can't forget, you can find all the audio versions of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite streaming platform, wherever you like to go, check us out. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, leave a comment. Let's get into the comments. Let's have some yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Share what you think makes a masculine man, whether you're male or female. I'm interested in your view, and we'll talk to you next time. 20 dub, we really aiming for the head this year We ain't wait for a seat at the table, we pulled up a chair And the view is so beautiful from here, I might shed a tear I ain't moving, I'm cooling, light the Cuban drinks in the air Cheers